You know the one word that we hear time and time and time again as they describe it? Magical. Welcome to the Backyards of Key West podcast with your host, Mark Barato. Okay, so this is the Backyards of Key West podcast. My name is Mark Barato, and I am in the most magical place, and I can say that with all certainty, the most magical place of Key West, and to to some places now that I've learned the world when it comes to butterflies, because we are in the Key West Butterfly Nature Conservatory. I just got the okay. All right, good. So I, I said it correctly. and. This place means so much to me because of the fact that my wife raises monarchs. My wife, one of her passions is butterflies and um, just watching them go through this whole progression. And we would come here many a times on vacation. We would come here many a times living here on, I probably have done 35 or 40 interviews so far. And at the end of my interviews, I always ask people, favorite place to take out of, out of town guests that, have, that don't know where to go. And I would say nine out of 10 times, it's always take them to the Butterfly Conservatory, always. Because this place, it isn't, it has the feel like you're walking into a Disney World magic feeling like that brings that up inside you, but it doesn't have the scale or the crowd that you have there. The music is playing in the background. There's beautiful birds chirping. Um, there's smells. You're, every single aspect of, of your, I don't know, love and vision kind of populates in walking in here because of the fact that all your senses are on overload um, because of the colors and everything you see. So now that I've given that little bit of an intro, I wanted to welcome my guest, George. George, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's yeah. a pleasure. Yes. Thank you so much. It has been a long time coming for me wanting to come here and hear about this. Just so everybody knows, we did a, a, a VIP guided tour that George brought me on. And it, you can just see the, the, the passion in his face. You can hear it in your voice. You know, you're a very mild-mannered um, man, but the spikes of passion that come out when you talk about the different aspects, this little nook here and look at that little bird there and, and look at this one here and this butterfly and this one. And the reason we did this and the reason we did that, it just, it just, everyone should really get that tour because going and doing it yourself because of the size, which I'll, I'll ask soon, is it large compared to other um, conservatories? But if you don't want, if you're at a fast pace, you drank too much coffee, you're on your phone all the time, you can walk through this thing in five seconds. You re- Literally five minutes, you can walk around this entire thing. Or you can spend the whole day here because not only is there a, a, an enormous variety of butterflies that are not indigenous to Florida or the United States, but there's flamingos in there. I mean, it is just spectacular. So even if you want to just go sit at the at the many little benches and nooks that you can plop down and just breathe for a moment in time 
and leave your phone in your pocket or off. Uh, maybe take a picture or two, but that's it. Leave your worries outside because you're not going to be in there that long unless you want to be. And just take it in. Take in. Let your senses dance is what I like to say. So, George, did I give it any credit? Do you want to add anything? Thank you. Beautifully, beautifully put, Mark. Thank you. And I'm going to play back up on the word magical because we have comment cards. Mm -hmm. You know the one word that we hear time and time and time again as they describe it? Magical. To me, it's unique. Yeah. To our guest, magical. Yeah. Thank you. Because it is something that maybe maybe you've seen on a television show like a nature show most people don't get to even see those kind of shows or they skip right by them maybe you have seen a butterfly here or there depending upon what part of the country the world you live in Um, but never have you seen so many and such a variety all at once i mean it's like there's there's two doors you walk through one door that then closes so that they can't escape. And then you walk out the second door. And when you open it, it's almost like the thing that just came to my mind is if, if you watch like Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory and they like go into that chocolate factory and they're like, you know, there's a big river of, of chocolate and there's like everything, the, the bird laying the chocolate egg. I mean, it's like that, but with nature and it's pretty spectacular to see. I could see why awards have been won. I can see why people on my podcast say that it's their most favorite thing to do. And I don't know. I'm I'm speechless already. Just just trying to describe the experience. Beautifully stated. It, it it's it's immersing our guests into a tropical world. And they don't get a chance to travel to to Central South America, yeah. but they're walking through a tropical environment where there were a thousand butterflies between twenty twenty five different species of wow. birds, two coveted flamingos, Rhett and Scarlet, who yes. are celebrities. So there's a lot to see and do. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So my first question would be. When did you arrive in Key West? My business partner um, and I came in 1986 uh, to Fantasy Fest. Mm-hmm. That inspired us. We opened the doors here in 1992. That was our first store on Duval. Uh, we opened our second store a little bit later at the um, the shops at Mallory Square. Mm-hmm. And in 2003, we opened the Key West Butterfly Nature Conservatory. So 16 years now for wow. our flagship. So the shops, when you first opened them, they were just selling art, right? They exactly. were they weren't showcasing exactly. the live the breathing. And, and when when now, how did you get the inspiration to say we're going to build a conservatory? And did you even know how to tackle such a a large undertaking? How did that begin? It's interesting because, um, as I say, sometimes in life, be careful what you wish for. Yes. We happened to be in Pine Mountain, Georgia, and saw the Butterfly House there. That yes. was the very first one we saw over thirty years ago. Wow. And my business partner and I said, you know, someday maybe we'll get a chance to do this. We traveled to Costa Rica on a butterfly conference, and they said, you should open a butterfly house in Key West. We did. We bought the property. We built the building. We opened um, in 2003. And uh, uh, we are we are ecstatic at the, the response we've had. Um, I'm going to turn back to the very, very beginning because when we proceeded to talk to First State Bank, they mm-hmm. looked at us and you want to build a what? Yeah. And you want to borrow how much? Yeah. And <laughs> we th- we're forever thankful because they made it happen. Wow. Uh, but we had traveled around the world. We had seen other butterfly houses. We knew that if we could... Um, uh, 
have that passion for what we do and make it state of the arts, make it something unique, people will come. Yeah. And word of mouth has been very, 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 very uh, helpful. Yeah, I remember um, uh, before we started talking, you gave me a stat saying that you you really thought it was marketing or uh, any advertising that were bringing in the business and the hordes of people and then gave me this whopping large number of, wow, Mark, I we've realized, and even a surprise to you, that word of mouth is your biggest driver for this place as far as the customer. Thinking of what um, a guest who's had a positive experience, they're going to go back home, tell mm-hmm. their coworkers, tell their family, their neighbors and friends, and this is how it builds. Yeah. Social media is a very important impact for us too, especially with the flamingos. Uh, 23.1 million views. I would never dream of those statistics. They are celebrities as we term them. People um, are mesmerized. They're flamingoholics, as I like to refer to them. And uh, that shows you the impact of the social media. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's like what I do for a career, right? Because I have a marketing and consulting company and I work with different businesses that aren't on social media or need help and, and how to market and stuff like that. And it's like this place is perfect for it. The things that you're doing are one wonderful because it's so visually stimulating. Now they're not getting the full experience because coming here, you get all those other senses tickled like I talked about. So you're just getting the one, but just that alone is getting people like, here's the thing. I never heard anybody go, oh, I don't like butterflies. They're ugly. I never also heard somebody say those flamingos are disgusting. I mean, it's like those creatures and the butterflies, all of that in one, it's like a seeing a little baby. You want to like squeeze a cheek. I mean, and you giggle with it. It's like, how do you not fall in love with that? Which is why the word of mouth just is on steroids. In time, we have talked to the couples, and it's usually the wife who drags the husband yes, here. Of course, it's raining, it's overcast, honey, we can't go uh, right. to any water sports. They have to drag the husbands I out bet. of here because they're the ones who are overwhelmed. Yeah. A butterfly house does not um, uh, inspire uh, most men to come, but mm-hmm. most who do realize that it, it is unique. Yeah. And they, they really do get a chance to, to enjoy and see nature at its best. I think, I think that's the thing that attracts men so much while they're in here is it's just the animal DNA, like nature, and you're so entrenched in it and it's so overstimulated in such a beautiful way that you're like, you, you, you just like your, your neck wants a break. You're like, <laughs> like looking all over the place. And then you feel something and one's on your shoulder and then one's on your calf and then one's on your wife's head or one's on your buddy's arm. And you're like, I cannot believe what's going on over here. I mean, you guys, you got to picture this. It's not like you walk in there and there's like, like, do you know what a thousand butterflies looks like? You don't, you do not know what that looks like. It is. And we're not talking about just monarchs or just, which I love them. I'm not knocking monarchs, but we're talking about ones with this bluish reflectant colors. We're talking about ones that look like you took a Crayola crayon box and like dumped it on a plate. And these are all the colors you're seeing all over the place. There's like fruit that they're feeding from. There's sponges that have been soaking in, you know, sweetener that they're drinking from. Then there's all the the regular plants that they drink from there too. So they're like, they're always moving and constantly drinking in this. And then there's like, what were those little birds? Not quails, but these, the little quail. Blood quails. Yeah. They're like these little, almost like a squishy toy where you squish it and it would squeak. And they're like the cutest little quails on the ground. I mean, it's really, you're just like, I could see the men are just like, the mouths are open. They uh, do quite the job for ant control and aphids at ground level, but yeah. when they hatch, um, they, they're, they're just incredible. They're little fuzzy peanuts. Yeah, it grabs your attention, and when they come up to the nursery, that's all you hear—the awe. Yeah, yeah, they're I, inspired. He showed they, me the nursery. 
and there's like the one mama and there's like five <laughs> to eight little babies and these like t- just right, think of yeah, like you'd yeah. see like a baby chicken and you're like oh how cute now just shrink that thing down like by 10 and that's how cute exactly. it is so when you decided that okay we're gonna do this undertaking did you just bring native butterflies to the U.S. at first? Was that like your first population? Or did you just say, no, we're going for as much as we can get? Yeah. We traveled around the world. Yeah. Um, and by that, we were able to see certain butterflies that we felt would be the most impactful butterflies. Um, then we continued to work with these butterfly houses, which on Fridays yeah. shipped to us the chrysalis. Uh-huh. Um, it would be impossible for us to raise all these butterflies at one time. There's as many as a thousand flying on any given day. Um, in layers of cotton, the mm-hmm. chrysalis are shipped to us overnight. Uh, we then pin them in the nursery. Once they hatch, two weeks later, we release them. Wow. And that's how they get to see nature from Central, South America, Africa, and Southeast Asia. So how many more varieties have come over these 16 years? Um, little by little, I'm going to, I'm going to say that a good proportion, I'm going to say 20, 30%, we've added new ones because we are looking at color. We're looking at something that creates the wow effect. Yeah. Um, when we look at a monarch, it is a beautiful butterfly. No, no, no ifs or buts about it, but we can't compare it to the peacock butterfly from Indonesia, Bali, Southeast Asia. They are spectacular. Yeah. Those colors are, Um, and the shape too, the wings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Very, very unique. Um, and then we have the uh, Madagascan sunset, which is actually a moth. But as beautiful as it is being a moth, it was not active. Mm. It was active at night. We need them to be active during the day. They're right. not the showstoppers that the morphos, which we term the metallic blue butterflies, yeah. are the ones that we have out there. And um, that's what created the, the visual effects. Wow. Okay, so you open up shop. What are you doing to start marketing? to start getting the word out about this because word of mouth is what you're doing now, but only the first, you need customers for word of mouth. So tell me how'd that start? Well, uh, that's all I've ever done, advertising and marketing, public relations, but it all started with the local publications. It Mm -hmm. started with um, uh, a couponing system. Uh, We work, um, this took about two years for us to realize that we had to have a system that hotels, motels yes. would get uh, a coupon that would bring the guests to us. And for $2 um, for each member of the family, that would entice them to come here. We then, of course, thank our concierge by our, yes. uh, what we call it, butterfly bucks on the 15th and 30th of each month. It's our way of saying thank you and giving back to them for, yeah, for um, of course. Uh, recommending us. Uh, I can't be going to tell you the impact this has had oh, i can course, imagine publications we we, we do uh quite a bit we have about 25 publications that we work with uh, from c magazine great locations many down the list all 25 various maps and we can gauge because when a customer enters a st- um, the Butterfly Conservatory or the other store, our first question is how did you hear about yes. us or even the gift shop right so we can gauge not only by the coupons the, they the bring, coupons in. they bring, mm-hmm. but also uh, right, what they, they heard say. about us or the the, the magazine. It's still, very very impactful. Um, that uh, has opened my eyes. I, I would never would have thought that the impact that this and um, the the publications that we use um, is a discount. Something that is in their hand. Yeah, 
mm-hmm. and they get their disc out. It's not uh, radio or television that mm-hmm. per se you heard it, and this is uh, why I'm here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes it, it. It's in different parts of the country, right? Certain things work. Billboard doesn't work in most places. Some places it does, but in Key West, especially where you've come here for more of a relaxed atmosphere as a guest from another part of the world. And you want to have a conversation with people more than just be alone and to yourself. And then you go to your concierge and you say, hey, listen, what, can, what are some of the things we can do today? And, and the concierge have this booklet of stuff. And one of the things they say is, oh, you know, did you ever hear of the Butterfly Conservatory? And they're like, well, what's that? So the locals are getting taken care of with the Butterfly Box, which is exactly the way you're supposed to do it in the concierge business. The guest is getting a little bit of a discount, but also something they put in their pocket. They're, they're rummaging around and they feel it. They remember, oh, oh yeah, we got to go try this thing. Maybe if it's cloudy one day or they want to go before, they, before they're leaving back to go home, they decide they want to go. Um, I think it's a fantastic idea. What about for the cruise ships? Was When you first opened, was Key West still a big cruise town or did, did that just start to grow? Yes, uh, we have been working with the cruise ships uh, since the very, very, very beginning. Uh, they are very much a part of our mix, and yes. we opened a store at uh, then Clinton Square Market, yes. is now called the shops at Mallory Square, but that we can cross market mm-hmm. with. Uh, people see the little boutique, and if they like butterflies, we say, here's yeah. your discount card, yeah. come up here to 1316 Duval. Cruise ships play an important balance. We yes. always have felt you don't put all your eggs in one basket. Of course but you spread them out. Something that uh, we know from numbers, too, because statistically we can show that friends and relatives, Mm -hmm. when you have relatives visiting, when you have friends Mm -hmm. visiting, you have the comfort zone knowing that you enjoyed it, you're going to bring them here. So we we, we count that as a very important uh, uh, reinforcement. And um, creating a unique environment, um, I I try to tell my staff that it's... it's, um, you're on stage, literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the minute they walk in the door, as they walk through to uh, not only educate the folks as they walk through the conservatory, but when they're in the gallery, when they're in the gift shop, impart your knowledge. Yes. Yeah, when you first walk in, so you walk in the doors, um, right on Duval Street, what, what um, let me see, just so we're exact here, we're at 1316 Duval Street. So we're on more of the quieter end of Duval Street, I like to call it by the southernmost house, uh, southernmost beach resort, and, and that kind of area. And when you first walk in the doors, the first thing you see is magic because of the fact that it's this gift shop. And it's not even the whole gift shop. It's like part of the gift shop is like the welcoming. Just like I said, when you walk into Disney World, it's like you see like this thing emerge, right? You see the magic of what you're about to see, you know, in unveiling itself with all of these butterfly everything you can buy right and then you walk to the left and then you're greeted by the cashier the person selling you the tickets who you took the time to let me know you know well they this person just has in their dna they just love people so much so you're greeted by somebody there who's got this enormous heart and loves people and loves their job and you're like already smiling before you even walk in there then you walk to the left and you see which uh, a video that's showing 
um, the different stages that a caterpillar will go through. There's the some host plants. Yeah, the metamorphosis, some host plants in there behind glass that you can actually see eating and you can see eggs in there and you can see some chrysalis in there. And then it shows like some maps and it has some more diagrams and some information. And then... So it's like a buildup. You've seen a little bit of the, the the store and then you see like, okay, here they are. Now I want to see these babies. And then you walk through those, the one door and then the other door. And then it's like, blah, and then there they are. We term it the learning center, uh, Mark, because it is a sense, uh, a chance to educate the public and to uh, give them a little bit of information before they step into their world. Yeah. And that's the way we like to look at it. Yeah. And it's, and from a marketing standpoint, it's like the, the pre-framing of the excitement because you're in there like, okay, listen, I want to go in there and I want to see these things, but I do want to learn about what I'm going to see. It, it's not like it's just sitting in chairs, looking at a, a theater screen. There, There is things for you to see in the learning center because there's live caterpillars eating and, and there's live butterflies and, and they're in there. And then from there, that buildup has happened so that whether they really learn something or not, depending upon the type of person they have, they're like, kind of chomping at the bit they're chomping at the butterfly bit i will say they're chomping on the banana because that's what the butterflies like just to get out there and see them as we say uh, our tagline from the very beginning was excite your senses yeah but expand your mind yeah when you leave the butterfly conservatory you're going to think twice and yeah. say we can do this at home yeah we that's what i love about it too part of it's a very it's an it's an underlining education towards what's going on in the real world and how you can be better at helping one butterfly. You got to realize it because my wife does this is that you can raise and help expand these butterflies. And especially when you're doing monarchs, you can go to your local, uh, preferably a a, a local, like down here, we go to mama's because they've got, uh, you know, you don't want to go to home Depot you know, I know that you're not, you're not going to be you're going to be pulling your sponsorship Home Depot, but sometimes some of these big box places have a lot of um, bad chemicals they put on there because we've gotten milkweed, which is the host plant for a monarch, and they've eaten it and then they've turned black and died because there's poison in that. So if you get it from an organic place or something like that, just check and ask and make sure they're not sprayed. You bring some of those plants home. I would recommend buying four times as much as you think because these suckers will eat the heck out of this this milkweed and then guess what you don't have to hope and pray if you've ever seen a monarch and if you're in the zone where monarchs are they just happen to show up and when they do show up they lay eggs and then those eggs grow within two weeks to caterpillars and the monarch caterpillars are exquisite when you see them but let me tell you I want. I don't want to say they're gluttons, but they are because they will sit there and they will do nothing but eat. And then if you touch them and you touch them too much, they'll like wiggle around at you and get mad because they want to just keep eating. And then they'll form these these green chrysalis with this like gold flake around it, which is just incredible to see. And then boom, two weeks later, out pops a monarch. But the crazy story about the monarch is that there's multi generation, so they don't live that long, only a couple weeks. And say that's generation one, right? So two weeks, that's generation one, then another two weeks, generation two, another two weeks, generation three, and then they'll migrate to Mexico. Most, right? The majority will go to Mexico. And then for there, they'll go into hibernation. Is that it, George? For a couple of months, right? 
the process is one of preserving their body fat. Uh, this is what we learned in our visits there. Um, and uh, preparing themselves for March 20th, the vernal equinox, yeah. because they know that without eating, without stopping, the fourth and the fifth generation will return back to Canada on the eastern migration or the western migration, which is in California. Yeah. So you will have these butterflies that will go from Maine or in Canada. 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 And yeah. go all the way down to Mexico. And I've seen videos. 3,000 miles. I've seen videos of these guys like in the sky. They'll be mm. like above the jet stream sometime. And you're just like looking up and you're like, wow. And what's a crazy thing is you'll come into the conservatory and your mouth will drop just looking at how many butterflies are in there. But imagine the millions. What's the number, George? How many millions? I know it's less, but. In Mexico. Mexico. I don't have an exact number there, but the, by the millions, let's put them in the category of millions. Yeah. They're covering the trees from tree trunk to tree top. So just imagine yeah. like you make a loud sound and then a million butterflies go flapping yeah. and flying. I mean, just imagine the-, the Weigh the, the branches down. When you think yeah. how, how, how very little they weigh, yeah. but when you have millions of butterflies on a tree itself, uh, it, it's quite a sight. It yeah. Really, it, it's, and that's on our bucket list to do. But just just if you can, I, I know there's a the Netflix documentary- what is it called? The Migration of the Butterfly or Migration of Monarch or something? I may not have seen that one. There are a couple of excellent films out yeah. there that explain the process. If and, you just go to Netflix we'll and type in Monarch, fascinating. it'll you show you stuff. Incredible insects and what yeah. they can do. It is really outstanding to see. But the, the beautiful thing about this location in Key West, on Duval Street, in Old Town, you have all the cruise ships coming in. You have all of this. See, people will come to Key West to relax, take their shoes off. What they what the locals say here is you get sand in your toes. Sometimes it's hard to ever get rid of it. So that's why people who live here and they leave, they usually come back. Um, but it's just a different experience. My biggest recommendation when you're coming here, yes, there's great music. Yes, the restaurants. Yes, the shops in Duval Street. We have water everywhere. So water sports around. Do not wait for a cloudy day to come in here because you can come in for a half hour, an hour. And it will be one of those experiences where go to go come into the conservatory, spend some time, go to La Teda, have some amazing lunch, or stroll back down Duval Street. But please make it a point to come here and experience this because you may never get to experience something like this again. Thank you. Wow, see that I got beautifully. Like the, I got beautifully, the nod. Beautifully stated. Um, yeah, thumbs up. I love it. Thank so you, Mark. A tell me, a tell me. Tell me why, because I could tell you love this so much. Why continue? Why do you keep doing this? Well, there is one key word, and I think as, as with anybody, and you personify that too, the passion for what you do. Mm. And, and I've been doing this now for a little bit over 30 years, and, and you just enjoy, you enjoy seeing people um mesmerized by the experience um will i ever retire i don't know as long as i can yeah well continue you retire from something you don't like that's what people need to learn is it the the word retirement right which is like tim ferris said it the best in his book the four-hour work week he goes the majority of the way people were taught was to save slave retire and then when you do that you're like okay now I'm 60, 70, 80, what am I going to do with my life? Well, those prime years are way gone now from a physical standpoint that it's like, why not take many retirements throughout your life, which is travel? Why not find something that you love, 
okay, so it doesn't pay you as much as your legal job. Well, then don't spend as much money. So have two pairs of shoes instead of seven pairs of shoes. Better to do that than start doing that when you're 90. So I don't, I don't believe in retirement. I believe in finding the things that you love and continuing to do it. And then you're never going to retire. You're going to, you're going to maybe not walk as much or maybe not run the stairs, maybe take a little longer, but that comes with also wisdom doing things at the pace that you're at at that point of your life. Still being productive. And my, my attitude too, is I've learned, um, it's getting back to our community. Yeah. We work a lot with the School groups mm-hmm. uh, we have from kindergarten all the way up through high school who come through here. This is what I really enjoy. I enjoy because um, I see them um, come in one year, and next year they're second grade, the next year they're in third grade. They remember what they learned yes. here the year before, and they'll ask me questions, and it's just reinforcing the fact that we start at an early age to impart that interest, that love, and that passion for nature and respect, mm. if anything else. Yes. It'll be with you for the rest of your life. Yeah, for sure, especially when it's something, when you're learning and dealing with things with all of your senses, it it is a higher sticking power in your memory because you may hear a sound that reminded you of that that you didn't even know. So that's why I love that when you first were giving me the introduction to the conservatory that you were saying, look, do you hear this? Do you smell that? Do you see that? We're really utilizing all of these sensory um, objectives to get you as a person to have multitude of memories. And you, you guys are doing a wonderful job of that. Thank you. We try, and and uh, that is something that I that I very much enjoy because um, as I see the youngsters year after year after year, as they're now first they come in in a stroller, yeah. Now they're they're in junior high school, and you look back, you think, yeah, that that was that was so and so's son or daughter who came in in a yeah. stroller. Now they're being able to to take those things in and impart that knowledge hopefully to um to their family yeah. and to their, uh, their their spirit and their world and sharing that with other people i'm um um going to add to to my words um something that i've learned too and and it's called a companion i'm sorry um uh, in the words of dalai lama yeah. it, it's compassion and kindness yes. if we, if we could instill that in all those who walk through here and doing a random act of kindness every day, what a better world we would have. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's rewarding to me. That's, yeah. what, that, that's what fulfills my life. And again, uh, I say, uh, do we need another car? Do we need a bigger mm-hmm. house? Do we need mm-hmm. a boat? No. You come back to the reality and yeah. what, it, what it's all about. Yeah. Well, typically I ask uh, a question to the guests which would be what kind of legacy do you want to live? I suspect I know the answer, but I'll, I'll let you answer that. Thank you. Um, being here close to 30 years, I will say that I've learned very, very um, poignantly that it's an honor, it's a privilege to be part of the fabric of Key West mm. because it's the people that make Key West unique and special. No question about it in my mind. Yes. Yeah, that's that's very well well a well received point. Down. Um for sure. That's the reason why we moved here. That's the same pattern that I'm hearing in all the people that I interview that it's the the people of Key West that make Key West what it is. Um one of the reasons why I started this podcast is cuz I wanted to interview businesses and business owners, business leaders, artists, 
people that call Key West their home and have taken the chance, if they weren't born here, to go all the way across country to this little island here to set up shop and live their dreams. And what a lot of people do is if they come across a great idea or start a great business, they will leave the area they're in to go to the bigger city, the place that will help that business flourish, which I understand. But so many people have left that kind of world and culture to come down to Key West for the dream of living here and then have created their business that they don't want to leave with that business. So I'm trying to bring to light to people who are listening, whether they live here or whether they're coming here or thinking of moving here or coming here on vacation, that the people of Key West have a lot to give from not only a personal standpoint, but also from business and from the fact that you know, it's not just um, going to bars and drinking, and it's not just going and doing water sports. There's a lot of people living out their dreams down here, and I think it's imp- important for people to know that so that if you have a dream to move anywhere in the world you want, you can make it happen because it's happening here. Thank you. Something that I will add to that, too, and this is why um, I enjoy and love Key West and will always be home. Um, I've become, as I like to say, the self-appointed goodwill ambassador to Key West. And mm. wherever I travel, I, I bring a brochure, I bring a rat card, and I explain to them a little bit about what Key West is all about. And, of course, when they're here, you roll out the red carpet because that is what they're going to remember when they go back home and talk to their friends and relatives and, and coworkers. What a unique little community Key West is. I'm, I'm very proud of that, and I, I enjoy that uh, there's two generations that I'll add to. My father was mayor. My grandfather was mayor two terms. So let's say that it's in my, yeah. my DNA too. But For uh, sure. I enjoy that every day. It's well, a pleasure. Yeah. And I could tell. I could tell that you have a, a, a spring in your step that is that is never going to go away. So I, um, I, we're blessed here on the island to have you. We're blessed that you created such a magical space for people to come to. And I cannot wait to see how it continues to evolve because decade ago there were no pink flamingos and, and now they are. So you just never know what other sprinkles of ingredients you'll be putting on this delicious cake. Thank you. And I compliment you for doing what you're doing uh, to allowing people to learn, to understand a little bit more about our community because you do it so beautifully and you speak eloquently. Thank uh, you. Oh, I appreciate that. That's the biggest, the biggest compliment I can have. So I'm going to put in the show notes more about um, where we're at, the website and everything. But did you want to say anything else, any events coming up, anything else about the conservatory you wanted to talk about? Um, nothing really. Um, as I'm thinking fast forward, we have various events that we have of here course. for concierge, yeah. but that involves a concierge we have. We, it's our way of thanking. Um, and people will uh, be able to find everything online and on social yeah. media and all of that. I think, I think that does us justice because we also don't know when this episode is going to come out. So we don't want to say something in November and then it comes out in December. So, yeah. uh, as I commented to you, we do have the international conference arriving on Saturday and Sunday to visit us, but that's nothing. Yeah. But oh, but wait, public, tell people uh, the award that you just got. Last year, uh, we're very proud to be acknowledged as the number one butterfly house in the United States. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. After 16 years, it took us a while, but we've always felt like if you're going to do something, uh, Mark, make sure it's first class. Yes. Make sure that it's special. And yeah. we're very, very proud of that. Yeah. And we yeah. can tell. And uh, can everybody coming in here can tell. So you, you're not trying. You're doing. There's a big difference. Okay. Last question before we go. 
what is your tip of the day? It could be to uh, raise monarchs. It could be a new dental floss you're using. <laughs> it could be a new a type of sock you're wearing or a new app on your phone, or it could be a book, or it could be any tip, even philosophical. I have a feeling I know where it's going, and I like it. And, yes. uh, yeah, it, it is my guiding light. It's mm-hmm. uh, relating to compassion and kindness yeah. uh, to everyone and respect. Uh, this is what our world needs to do more and more. We will all be uh, reaping the benefits from, from those kind gestures. I, I like to um, just emphasize that, that that's what it's all about. Yeah. And I'll add one thing to that, and that's there is so much good happening out there. It's just very quiet and bad is very loud. So the 1% bad we hear on social media and the news, we think it's all bad when it's not. So my tip would be just be a little bit louder with the good. Thank you. And, and pass that along. And then guess what? Magically, I don't know how this happens when you do good things and you're good to people. Good things come back to you. It is. Thank you, sir. It is pretty karma. incredible. It happens. But, uh, yeah, I'm karma sorry. is very practical. Very, and we can end on that. True. George, it was a pleasure getting the tour, meeting you. Uh, my hat's off to you for everything that you do here. And the people of Key West love you. The people who are coming to visit will fall in love with you in this place. So thank you again. Thank you, Mark. And I am uh, going to relate back to you. My thanks, the honor and privilege of uh, getting a chance to meet you and talk to you. Uh, you're always welcome here. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Hi, everyone. One last thing before you go. If you can, please leave a comment and rate the podcast in any of the apps that you listen to us in. It'll mean the world to us. That's it. Have a great day. Thank you.